are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Live from the Bird's Nest Dugout Studios, high above a nondescript community in northwestern Tennessee. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show and Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the brand new Himalaya podcast app, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. It really is that easy. You want to interact with the show? Find me on Twitter at Moose Michaels at LockedOnSTL. You can also email me, moose at onairwithmoose.com. And uh, let's see, what else? What else? Uh, the phone number. Yeah, you want to leave a voicemail? You want to shoot me a text? 615-499-6690 is the way to do it. Oh, man. We got a lot to get to today, a lot to unpack. Uh, I had a Twitter conversation with, with, with one of you, one of the listeners, and uh, about Carlos Martinez and why I'm kind of so hard on the guy. So we're going to sort of talk about that in our second segment, kind of go over uh, who, should, who should make up the pitching staff for the Cardinals in 2020. So we're going to touch on Martinez in that segment as well. Uh, but per usual, let's get going with the three big things. Number one. All right, so before we get to any game news, uh, Hall of Fame manager Whitey Herzog had a minor stroke on Monday during his charity golf tournament. Uh, now, the Cardinals released a statement, and they said that Whitey and his family wanted to let everyone know that he has received treatment and is currently resting and doing well. So that's good to hear. Very, very good to hear. Whitey is hoping for a quick recovery, and he and his family are very appreciative of the caring support that everyone has shown them. It's exactly what we want to hear. So uh, our all of our the most positive kind of vibes we can send and our prayers go to uh, Whitey as he recovers from that stroke. Yeah, scary stuff. Number two. Well, you know, not as scary as uh, Patrick Corbin on the mound. We're going to talk more about this in a moment. But the Cardinals dropped game two of this three-game series, 6-2. to two. The bats just simply did not show up in today's game. That seems to be a central theme surrounding the Cardinals, and it could cost them the, uh, the division. The Nationals sit a half a game back behind St. Louis now uh, and just overall record so yeah there's that first place team's only as good as the top wildcard team in the National League Central come on number three and uh, finally since we are doing a bit of scoreboard watching and everything else take a look see what uh, our two other little rivals have done today uh Let's see. The uh, Cubs in Cincinnati. I guess they uh, are they not underway yet. Maybe some kind of weather delay or something. I don't know. Uh, oh, that's tomorrow. That gets underway tomorrow. Uh, the Reds in the. Ah, I'm looking at the wrong date. Golly, I'm so stupid. Uh, currently, the Reds are beating the Cubs four to two. And uh, for the Padres and the Brewers, the Brew Crew, they are currently, where is it? Come on. I am just the absolute worst at this. You you know what? A real good host would have all this put together already. Uh, 
Cincinnati beat the Cubs four to two. That's that's the final score. Uh, Milwaukee wins three one. So after the Cardinals lost tonight, and after uh, the uh, the the win by the Brewers, and after the win by the uh, or excuse me, the loss by the Cubs, your standings as of this very moment. Um. St. Louis in first place, 84-67. The Chicago Cubs in second place, 82-69. and 69. They are tied with the Milwaukee Brewers, who are also in, I guess, technically third place, but tied for second, 82-69. and 69. So uh, that, that Cardinals' lead continues to, to shrink. And it's not... I'm not losing hope in this team. I think they can pull it together, but they got a really rough stretch. They got to win series. You can't be bleeding games and losing series like this. You you just can't. I mean, losing six to two to Patrick Corbin. The Cardinals got six hits and two runs. Washington was all over. I mean, all over the Cardinals pitching. Uh, Michaelis gave up eight hits, three runs, one walk, four strikeouts. He even gave up a home run. Uh, and then Gallegos came in for an inning and a third. Did you know? Shut him down. You know he's kind of the he's kind of the fireman in the staff. Um, Gant came in, didn't record an out. Hit a run. Got the quick hook. Helsley came in for uh, two outs. And uh, he gave up a run as well, and so did Genesis Cabrera. So the bullpen is starting to get overworked, but that's not an excuse. It's not an excuse for the Cardinals. It's not an excuse for Shield. All bullpens are overworked right now. They're all tired, all of them. Washington just jumped all over it. They did great. Uh, Howie Kendrick, by the way, batting three forty one on the season, Nine seven. Where did that come from? He was three for four tonight. Juan Soto was one for four. Anthony Rendon one for five. Uh, when you take a look at the top of the Cardinals lineup, though, Fowler one for five. Wong goose egg. Goldie one for two with a couple of walks. Ozuna a goose egg with a walk. DeYoung a goose egg. Molina went two for four. Edmund. By the way, Edmund scored on a crate. He was 0 for 3 with a walk, and he scored on a strikeout by Jose Martinez, which is really weird. Uh, 1 for 4 for Bader. The, the bats just aren't doing what they need to do. Goldie's doing his job. Goldie's getting on base. Fowler, he didn't draw any walks. His walk rate something like 17%, but still, at least he got a hit. He got on base. Ozuna? There are some calls for people to re-sign, you know, from some people to re-sign Ozuna. And I'm with, you know, if the price is right, absolutely. Jump all over that. Get him re-signed. Do what you got to do. But there is, you cannot give that guy big money. He's, when he comes through, he comes through big, like he did in yesterday's game. Two timely hits with that home run and a double. But then it seems like every other time he's putting up goose eggs. 
You know, you got to have some kind of consistent bat behind Goldschmidt there. Just so, so frustrating. And, I mean, Corbin lived up to his reputation as a strikeout artist. Cardinal struck out 14 times over the course of that nine innings. It, it just looked, it looked bad. The offense looked bad. Uh, you know, it, it was just sloppy. And, it, I mean, what else can you say? That, that's been the story of the Cardinals pretty much all season long. The pitching has been okay. The bat, you know, either they're going to put up a big number on you. They're going to do 10 runs. They're going to do 13 runs. They're going to do 15 runs. Whatever the case might be. But then the next night, they're going to do what? Two runs. Three runs. They average four runs a game. That is below the league average of five. And they couldn't even get four runs tonight. So frustrating. You know, if they go to October, and yeah, I said if they go to October, they're going to have a very hard time making it out of that first division series if they can't get these bats turned on. But Moose, what about Fangraphs? Fangraphs says that they've got a 90-some-odd percent chance of going. Yeah, do they? It's all up in the air. You know, is there 11 games left? Something like that, 11, 12 games? You got one more against the Nationals, which we're going to preview real quick. Then you got four against the Cubs at Wrigley. That's five. Then you got a three-game series. Yeah, you got 11 games left. Three-game series against Arizona. Then you round everything out at the end of the season against the Cubs. This division isn't locked up. A postseason berth for the Cardinals isn't locked up. I've said this before. You realize that if they have a real bad stretch of baseball right here and the Brewers and the Cubs pass them and Washington keeps doing what they're doing, the Cardinals are going to be on the outside looking in in October. And we're all going to look around and go, what happened? And we're all going to point fingers at John Mazalock. Oh, he should have he got him pitching help. It's not the pitching. It's not the pitching. Not right now. Right now, it's the bats. It's the offense. Article, uh, I believe, in The Athletic. I believe it's The Athletic. They paid Goldschmidt. They got Goldschmidt to help them get back to October. He's doing his part. Where's the rest of this team? A uh, quick preview on tomorrow's night game uh, before we get to our second segment. Max Scherzer. Whew. Taking the mound against Adam Wainwright. Scherzer's 10 and 6 on the season, a 2.65 ERA, 222 strikeouts. Man. And here's the deal this is how confident Scherzer is. All these starts are basically tune up starts. He had back and shoulder injuries earlier in the season, but he is looking, he's looking pretty good. And even if he wasn't as sharp in his last outing, he allowed three runs and in five innings against Atlanta, it's still Max Scherzer. He's still a perennial Cy Young candidate. Uh, Wayno has a 2.61 ERA in his last seven starts and allowed only one run over his last three outings. So he's been really, really good at Bush. Got to hope that continues here and that he can suppress these um, these national bats. Um, now, in 16 career appearances against the Nationals, he's 9-4 and four with, three, with a 3.34 ERA. So uh, pretty good stuff there. Uh, now, except for Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton owns Adam Wainwright, and I don't know why that is. 
Uh, as far as the Cardinal side stuff, uh, the bats really have to come alive here. And we're talking about Paul DeYoung. We're talking about Carpenter. We're talking about Bader, uh, Jairo Munoz, Marcelo Zuna, because the, two of the most important fixtures in the Cardinals lineup, Dexter Fowler and Paul Goldschmidt, and this ain't a small sample size. 14 uh, at-bats for Fowler, 22 for Goldie. Dexter's batting .071 against Scherzer. Goldie's just doing just slightly better at .091. So uh, the Cardinals get their work cut out for him for sure. Man, 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 man. That's going to be one of those games for sure, ain't it? All right. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime. And let vivid and let the Vivid Seats app help you get your favorite live event. You can enter the promo code kickoff at checkout to receive a discount of up to one hundred dollars next time you're looking for tickets. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to be taking a look at a potential uh, rotation for the Cardinals coming up in our next segment. Uh, but first, let me tell you about our good friends at Postmates, sponsor for the show today. Listen, if you've not tried out Postmates, I showed this to my wife the other day, and he- here's how she said it to me she's like this is just you just don't have to go to the store anymore do you this is why you're doing this yeah absolutely it's why i'm doing this i don't want to go to the store listen it doesn't matter what you're looking for brewskis soda food tylenol whatever it is just postmate it it's your personal food delivery grocery delivery whatever kind of delivery service you need all year round whatever you're craving postmates can deliver 24 hours a day 365 days a year. No more trips to the store. You don't got to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving my listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Now, to start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code Locked On. You won't regret it. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rate, review, and subscribe to our show and Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Anywhere you listen to your favorite shows, you can interact with us too. Uh, shoot me an email, moose at onairwithmoose.com. Also, call the show, 615-499-6690. That's 615-499-6690. Okay, so I was, uh, I was on Twitter just taking a look at what you guys were saying to me and uh, had a conversation with uh, one of our listeners, Guy Bloom at gbloom13 on Twitter. And we went back and forth about, uh, well, I assume he was talking about Carlos Martinez. His initial tweet said, have you ever, have you ever had a shoulder injury? I told him, no, I had an elbow injury. What's the point? And then uh, we just started talking about, you know, shoulder injuries take a while to heal. You know, it can be a while before he goes to 100%. Um, so, basically, I... And, Guy, I apologize if I'm mischaracterizing what you're saying to me, but basically a defense of Carlos Martinez. And I need to clarify something that I said in yesterday's episode. 
Uh, I wasn't saying that the Cardinals were lying about where he was. I have no doubt that he was in the hospital and that he was basically, you know, what I read today, he was having an asthma attack. If you ever had an asthma attack, it will knock you on your butt in a hurry. My wife has asthma. Uh, my mother has asthma. And it is no joke. It is no joke whatsoever. If he thought he was having an issue with it, he did the right thing. He went to the hospital. My question was, if he was showing symptoms, if he was showing signs of this particular issue, you know, as far back as Colorado, and like I said, I mean, it's, I wasn't making fun. The air, is, the air is different there. It's thinner. You're going to have issues breathing there if you're not used to uh, the altitude. Uh, why did they wait so long? You know, why didn't they get that checked out, like, immediately? Because you would think that you would want your closer. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest Carlos fan, as we're about to see for sure. But he's done a good job as the closer of the team. And he's in, a, you know, that's a kind of arm in your bullpen uh, this season that can really kind of help spell some things and help you get those final outs. So that, that, was, that was all I was saying. Yes, I believe he was in the hospital. Yes, I believe he had a real issue going on. Um, I just want to know why it took so long to take care of that issue. Anyway, so the Cardinals' uh, rotation could look quite a bit different come next season, or maybe not quite so different at all. The top of your rotation, of course, uh, currently, as it stands, will be Jack Flaherty, followed by Dakota Hudson, followed by Miles Michaelis. Um. Your number four guy could be up in the air, depending on who the Cardinals look at in spring training. Uh, Ponce de Leon is obviously a name that could be slotted in there. Uh, Adam Wainwright could make a return. Not sure if he will or not. I suppose it just depends on how he feels at the end of the season. Uh, Michael Wonka most certainly is not coming back. And uh, I feel pretty confident in saying that Carlos Martinez will not be back in the rotation. I know the Cardinals say they envision him back in the rotation, but where are you going to put him? You're going to put him number three. You're going to put him number four. Uh, he's not going to go for that. You know, I guess in his mind, he still thinks he can be the ace, but Jack Flaherty is the ace of this squad for sure. And Dakota Hudson is not far behind him. Like we mentioned a few episodes back, you got a potential co-ace situation uh, happening at the top of your at the top of your rotation. So how do I envision this rotation being made? Well, a couple of things. Number one, and maybe this might be the strongest argument for not re-signing Ozuna, is I would prefer the Cardinals to take that money and just, just throw gobs of it at Garrett Cole. Garrett, Garrett Cole would immediately become the ace at the top of the Cardinals rotation. And as good as Jack Flaherty's been this season, as good as Dakota Hudson has been this season, you're going to have a three-headed monster at the top of that rotation that is going to be insane. You will dominate the National League Central for years to come. Years. There's nobody that's going to be able to touch you. Garrett Cole, that's day one. Day two would be Jack Flaherty, day three, would be Dakota Hudson. If Miles Michaelis has a bounce-back season next season, uh, you know, you're looking at a four-headed monster. Then who do you bring in five? You know, at that point, if he's, if he's feeling like he can still do it, if he's feeling like he still wants to play, 
you go ahead and you bring back Adam Wainwright. He's not been he's not been awful. He's definitely not been as bad as he's been the last couple of seasons. This is a guy you could bring in, and he could really hold down the fort as a fifth starter. You know, him and Yanni could go out together. You know, after next season. That's how I envision the Cardinals' rotation moving forward. I want to see them sign Garrett Cole. I want Garrett Cole at the top of that rotation. I want him, Flaherty, and Hudson to be a three-headed ace monster with Michaelis and Wayno at the back end of that back end of that rotation. You know, between those top three guys, you could really, really rest the bullpen. They could be really effective. Now, granted, anything could happen. You don't know what's going to happen next season. But to me, that's like the only way, the only logical way to go. And it's completely worth not even throwing any money at all at Ozuna to do it. You know, I'm I'm all in favor of keeping Ozuna, except when he doesn't do anything like he's been doing most of the time lately. Uh but you got Dylan Carlson coming up. You got a ton of outfielders. Sign, yeah. You need you need to go ahead and sign Garrett Cole if you can. So that begs the question, you know, where are you going to get a little bit more money? Well, you're going to trade Carlos Martinez. But Moose, why would you trade Carlos Martinez? Why don't you like this guy? If you've listened to any past episodes throughout the season, you hear me bring this up. And I'm, we're going to touch on this quick, quickly before we wrap up. Carl, it has nothing to do with his hair color. It has nothing to do with, you know, an outspoken personality or anything like that. I don't care what color his hair is. You know, if he's pitching well and he's, and he's doing right by the team, you do what you do you, boo-boo, as my wife would like to say. However, getting into fights at strip clubs, and I mentioned some of this on yesterday's episode about why it's time to move on, and, and we'll touch on it again. You know, he gets in a fight at strip club. He gets constant and nude photos to whomever it was that he was sending them to. Uh, you know, he shows up. He, last season, he was so, and, and I'll admit maybe part of this gets laid at the feet of Matheny. Matheny was having a lot of issues and lost the clubhouse there at the very end. But he was so late to his start last season that they almost had to cancel his start. And I don't care what issues you're having with the manager. That is inexcusable. And I don't know, maybe I'm hardcore. If it were me, he would immediately have been demoted to the bullpen. You can't make it to a start. You're going to show up late. Okay, cool. Well, then we won't need you to the 6th, 7th, 8th inning anyway. Get your butt in the bullpen. That's exactly what I would have done. You know, and then you, you go around and you take a look at the offseason. Carlos, we need you to uh, really work out that shoulder. You know, we know it's uh, we know it's been a bit weak. We know it's part of the reason why you're having some issues. Uh, we know you have that shoulder injury. We need you to strengthen that shoulder. So what's Carlos Martinez do? He does anything but that, or he doesn't do it well enough, and he comes into spring training saying he's not confident in that shoulder. So what happens? Well, it's back to the bullpen. Back to the bullpen. He's not a guy you can count on. He's not a guy you can count on to do the right thing. He's not a guy you can count on to put in the work. Uh, and at this point, he's just eating money. The Cardinals paid him way too soon. 
You know, they attached this idea that he was going to be the next ace, quote-unquote little Pedro is what they were calling him. Uh, Is he talented? Yeah. Can he throw a good fastball? Sure. Do the Cardinals need him? Nope. Absolutely not. Uh, Will the Cardinals go out and get Garrett Cole? Probably not. Just based on history, unless the price falls within their bargain basement levels of spending. They'll say something along the lines of, well, we don't know Garrett Cole. We don't know how he'll be. And, you know, we really want, you know, guys that we know and blah, 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 whatever. My rotation for 2020, my dream rotation, Cole, Flaherty, Hudson, Michaelis, Bueno. There you go. That's exactly who I'd want in my in my rotation. And a guy, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you that, that would, you would you would dominate the National League Central for years to come with that top of that rotation there, you know. And really, if you once you sign uh, Cole, basically going forward, you know your top four uh, your your four uh, rotation spots are set for years to come, barring injury. So. Uh, there you go. Martinez, I just don't think he's a good fit for the clubhouse. Uh, I think his personality clashes with a lot of what the Cardinals stand for. And, again, we don't have time to get in all that, but just my opinion. I hope I hope they trade him in the offseason. This has been Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. You drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.